Tonight, Rosario Dawson wants to do Trek, George Takei has a message for you, and Universal wants to make something green. All that and more on this edition of Multiverse Tonight! Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. And here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello everyone, welcome to the sci-fi edition of Multiverse Tonight. I'm your host, Thomas Townley, and I hope you're doing well. Uh, I've been busy, I have a new position at work, uh, which is why we're now going to be recording these on Monday afternoon instead of Tuesday. So if uh, you're around Mondays, uh, but sometime between 1 and 3 o'clock, you know, uh, be it, you know, check Twitter. We're on. We're we're gonna we stream this on Twitch, uh, Facebook, you know, and uh, Mixer and uh, other platforms. So uh, be sure to you know hop in and you know you can give me your thoughts. I might not respond to them directly in during the broadcast, but you know, I'll probably do it you know in between segments or something. Um, as as an essential worker, let me point something out um please please stay home unless you absolutely need something now i've seen a lot of people this past week at my store essentially just shopping because they're bored and and you can always tell the ones who are shopping because they're bored because they have no mask they don't really seem to have a list they're just lazily going about their business you know oh here's something oh should we get one of these? Oh, let's get one of these. You know, and and they're not really, you know, shopping with any, any like need to get out of the store real quick. Well, folks, this pandemic is still here. You know, we don't have a cure for it yet. We don't have a vaccine for it. You know, and in an enclosed space like a store, transmission is probably really you know could be really good if someone comes in that has it and they cough that stuff is going to go you know two aisles over so just stay home if at all possible you know go home find something on tv fix up your house you know don't go to the store unless you absolutely absolutely need something essential other than that we're, we're doing fine um Anyway, be sure to wash your hands for uh, 20 seconds. Now, while we're washing our hands for 20 seconds, let's go on with the Star Trek news. Rosario Dawson is really on a roll. She now she just finished up this limited run series called Briar Patch on the USA Network, but she's eyeing two sci-fi franchises to add to her bucket list. Now, speaking with uh, Variety's after show. Rosario told them, quote, the two universes, Star Trek and Star Wars, I get in those two. I'm telling you, man, that's it. I will just retire. And then I could just concentrate on going to school and running for office. That would be it, unquote. 
Now, she's already rumored to have been cast as Ahsoka Tano in uh, Star Wars, but what role in Star Trek would be good enough for Rosario Dawson? Well, she has some ideas. She floated that even though she'd be perfectly happy playing a background character like a Romulan or a Vulcan, she would really like to be a Q. Quote, I mean, it would be great because then I could jump on Discovery. I could be on Picard. I just want to be with Jean-Luc Picard. Unquote. Hmm. You know, it could be interesting. You know, I don't know if it'd work exactly. Perhaps they should have that character debut on, on the animated show Lower Decks first. You know, half her character show up there and, you know, they, they, they the uh, crew ignores her. And so she goes, you know what, I'm going somewhere else. Blink. And she shows up on, in the background of Discovery or something. Anyway, you know, it, this, that could be an interesting setup. You know, so uh, time to time, you know, it's, it's fun to check in with Jonathan Frakes. You know, Frakes is, Frakes is a great person. He's a great con guest. And he was guest at GalaxyCon the GalaxyCon Live show and revealed that he has directed three episodes of Discovery's, uh, of Discovery Season 2. And he contrasted that with, fans, with how fans have responded to the next generation and how they've reacted to Discovery and Picard, saying, quote, With Discovery, which I was privileged to be, a part, be part of and still am, it was a similar vibe when that show came out. They didn't want to find room in their hearts for an air Star Trek, which there clearly is. One of the reasons that was not a factor in the launching of Picard was that the hardcore fans loved Picard and were inclined to look forward to the show and look forward to having him and look forward to whatever story because they knew him and they knew who he was. I think the familiarity with all fandom is so important. It is like the canon of these shows. They want a touch point. And it's important. And it clearly worked because Picard is wonderful. Unquote. He also added that even though they're critical of Picard, you know, they're watching to make sure they hate it. Which, you know, works either way for CBS. You know, love it, hate it, just as long as you're watching, CBS makes the money. So, yeah, there you go. And uh, on direct, you know, his directing is one thing, but how about in their return to acting? Quote, it was a thrill to be asked back as an actor, nerve-wracking, but uh, a thrill. I thought Marina was astounding when Picard came to our home in Nepenthe. Spectacular, unquote. And here's hoping that we get to see... Uh, we get to see him and Marina come back to the roles for Picard season two. Uh, we've already heard rumors of you know possibly another actor joining joining the uh, show next season. So you know anything is possible. And now George Takei. Hello, George Takei here. These are challenging times when everyone, in one way or another, is affected by the pandemic. Despite the darkness of this moment, however, we will overcome and survive. And I have a sure, upbeat development to share with writers and content creators. My friends at the Rodberry Foundation and A Day of Unreasonable Conversation are announcing Rodberry Impact Awards. Ten grants 
of $10,000 will be given to those of you who are working on increasing diversity on television, developing more authentic characters, and whose ideas can help lead to a future that is more equal and just. Boldly go where you've never gone before. Apply today and use the power of storytelling to create a world you want to live in. That's the uh, Roddenberry Foundation Impact Awards. And uh, you can uh, see that announcement over on YouTube. We'll have a link to it in our show notes. And uh, go from there. Thank you very much, George. Stay well. Outlive Shatner. Now, do you need some Trek to watch? Paramount will be holding a virtual screening of Star Trek II on April 25th. Each virtual screening will allow viewers to watch and interact via text and video with other fans and the hosts of the screening in Glorious Trexperts podcast. Mark Altman and, and Dare Darcherman, who will introduce the movie and hold a Q&A afterwards. You can participate via the CYA app on Apple or Android or via a Chrome browser on PC. It only costs $1.99 and can be purchased at CYA.live. That's CYA.live. And, you know, I mentioned that actor who wants to be in the next season of Picard. LeVar Burton is is hoping very much that he gets the call to appear in season two of Picard. Burton told Entertainment Weekly, quote, I think it's responsible to assume that those people are part of Picard's life. Well, what the hell? Absolutely. You'll see us all. I suggested to the producers that we find Jordy in a position where he's teaching, passing his knowledge on to other people. We'll see. Alex Kurtzman and the folks in charge are doing an amazing job. When they call whatever it is they want me to do, I'm pretty sure it's going to be spectacular." Unquote. Now, I'd very much like to see Jordy. Now, in the books, uh, in the books, of course, he's in charge of uh, the Starfleet Corps of Engineers. So. You know, perhaps at this point, point in his life, he's teaching engineering at the academy after the destruction of the uh, shipyards on of the Utopial Planitia shipyards. Yeah, who knows? Or perhaps he's retired to a colony somewhere. Or perhaps maybe he followed Scotty's advice and he kept himself onto the, on the bridge of a sh- on the in the engineering room of a ship. Anyway, let's go on to the Star Wars news. Ah, the crisp, clean feel of Star Wars. Star Wars Day, May the 4th, is a little less than a month away, and though a lot of us might still be stuck inside with a stay-at-home order, doesn't mean we can't celebrate with some new content. First up, Disney Plus will be airing the series finale of Star Wars The Clone Wars, with teasers showing the showdown on, on Mandalore, Ahsoka, Ahsoka voice actress Ashley Eckstein talked to Comic Book Nation about the end, saying, quote, I've been reading a lot of people's comments, and everyone wants to make the jump to the Siege of Mandalore. I mean, we've been waiting for that ever since Clone Wars was cancelled at the end of Season 5. Thankfully, because of Star Wars Rebels, we know that Ahsoka lives. We know that she survives, but we don't know how, or why, or what happened. So I had all those same questions. So I understand why everyone wants to jump straight to it. 
you really need the Siege of Mandalore to understand everything that happens in the Skywalker saga. It's pretty incredible." Unquote. And also out on that day will be a documentary on the making of the hit series The Mandalorian called Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian. The new eight-episode documentary series follows executive producer John Favreau as he invites the cast and crew of The Mandalorian to share a look at what went into the making of the groundbreaking program. Each episode of Disney Gallery will pull back the curtain on a different aspect of The Mandalorian, showing everyone how the first live-action Star Wars series came to life. There will even be never-before-seen footage and roundtables with the creative team. The first episode will air on May the 4th, with new episodes being released every Friday. So no binge-watching for you. Sorry, folks. The Star Wars Rogue One spin-off series looks like it's gained Thor actor Stellan Skarsgård, according to Variety. Also joining the cast is new actor Kyle Soler. What roles either actor will play is not known at this time, and their contracts are not yet final. The series is set to come to Disney Plus next year, and there still has been no confirmation, you know, either you know, of of when, of when the series will come out. So, we're still kind of in a, in a holding pattern on news. The classic game Star Wars Episode One Racer is coming to PlayStation Four and Nintendo Switch on May the fourth. The game will be the same as the original, but with modernized controls, higher resolution models, and trophies exclusively on PlayStation. Aspire's VP of Publishing said in a statement about the release, quote, Star Wars fans can soon go full throttle with Asper's update to the classic fan-favorite Star Wars Episode One racer. The beloved game has been modernized for the most op optimal gaming experience on Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4. Star Wars fans should get ready to steer the racer to victory and leave their opponents in the dust, unquote. You know, I don't remember if I played that game or not. I think I did way back way back on Nintendo 64. So, you know, if, if it's the right, pr if it's a good price, you know, if it's a decent price, you know, maybe that'd be worth picking up. You know, after all, you know, People always say the pod racing was the best part of the uh, prequel trilogy, right? 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 Anyway, let's go on with the geek news. Paramount has delayed Mark Wahlberg's sci-fi movie Infinite from August 7th, 2020 to May 28th, 2021. The movie stars Mark as a man who discovers his hallucinations are actually visions from past lives. He meets a group called the Infinites, who unlock the memories of his past lives in the hopes he can thwart an infinite who has a terrible plan for humanity. The movie is based on the novel The Reincarnationist Papers. I guess time will tell if this movie is any good. I've never thought that Mark Wahlberg has had a great track record with sci-fi. Huh? What? Huh? What? What? Huh? And onwards. Bloodshot filmmaker David S.F. Wilson has been tapped to direct the sci-fi film Influx for Sony Pictures. The movie, based on the 2014 book of the same name by Daniel Suarez, is about a physicist who is locked away in a high-tech prison just as he is about to make a huge breakthrough. 
he discovers that a hidden organization has been taking technological advances for themselves, keeping them out of the hands of the rest of the world. So he and his fellow prisoners try to fight back. No release date is given. That sounds interesting. Kind of sounds like you know the the story of of, of Icarus and Daedalus, you know the old the old uh, Greek myth. Yeah, hopefully no wax wings in in this. Of course, given the sci-fi, it could be sci you know science fiction with wax wings. And on to our next story. <laughs> Universal is looking to make a Green Hornet and Keto feature film. The company has optioned the rights to the characters after Amazia Entertainment won the motion picture franchise rights back in January. Back in January, Universal Pictures president Peter Kramer said, quote, "The Green Hornet is one of the most iconic and beloved superhero tales ever created, and it has entertained generations of fans in every form of storytelling. We're thrilled to be partnering with Michael Bradley and the entire Amazia team." to launch an exciting new cinematic world for Britt Reid, Cato, and the Black Beauty. And we can't wait to share it with global audiences soon." Unquote. Now, you may remember the last Greenhorn movie starred Seth Rogen and made around $228 million worldwide. It unfortunately was not a, a critical you know, hit, you know, but uh, it did fairly well. The Green Hornet isn't the only property Amazia is producing. They're also making the Dark Shadows Reincarnation series for Warner Brothers TV. Well, I'd like me some Dark Shadows. That'll be kind of interesting. Now, here's a true hero. Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson, are now survivors of COVID-19. And, as again, we're all very thankful that they survived. Tom was a guest on the National Defense Radio Show and talked about his and wife Rita's experience with the virus, saying, quote, Rita went through a tougher time than I did. She had a much higher fever. She lost her sense of taste and smell, a sense of smell. She got absolutely no joy from food for a better part of three weeks, unquote. Now, according to uh, Mr. Hanks, he had milder symptoms consisting mainly of body aches and perpetual fatigue. Again, we're, we are all glad that they survived. We need Tom Hanks now more than ever. And that brings us to the end of the sci-fi news. Now, uh, be sure to check us out on social media. We're at Twitter at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And uh, if you'd like to contribute some money, please visit mtpodcast.com to go to our uh, coffee, Patreon, and our glow.fm links and just go over to Multiverse Tonight and hit the Support Me link at the top of the page. And be sure to visit multiversetonight.com to check out the affiliate marketplace links, the link to our Tee Public store, our show notes, and so much more. Thanks for watching the sci-fi edition of Multiverse Tonight. We'll be back in just a couple of weeks with a brand, in just a couple of days with a brand new comic book edition. Now, please exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half Big Genre Productions, copyright 2020, all rights reserved.